I think theology's for the clergy. I just believe in Jesus. Certain hermeneutics of eschatology demand an exegetical approach. I think you shouldn't question what you were taught in church. Isn't that blasphemy or something? Theology. Theology. Unplugged. Welcome to Theology Unplugged. I am Michael Patton, and I am joined by Carrie and Clint as normal, and we are starting normal. a new series. Nothing normal As about usual, it. normal, yeah. as typical. Abnormal. Uh, Going to start a new series here uh, about <coughs> theology and culture, right? Yes. Theology and... Well, why are we doing theology and culture, Carrie? So we can see how, this, you know, the theology that we talk about across the board, so we can kind of make the connection between that and everyday life and just basically. So basically you think all what we've done before is a disconnect in this song. No, 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 no. But, exactly. But, but a more, <laughs> like a, no, not at all. But I mean, like just with an emphasis really. Just how it of interacts. How, of how the emphasis you know, the, on culture and how we are to really view the world, what lens we look through. Um, and how you know our theology impacts that. This is a harder one to do. I think the other stuff is a lot easier because sometimes you can speak a lot more objective. You step outside of culture. You step outside of yeah. sometimes even just kind of human tendencies in general. And, just, and you speak you theologically. In the, in the Christian box. Yeah, you see, you stay sure. in a safe place. That's why I like to stay there. It's very this is safe. not a safe space. Very no. safe. We don't want it to be. Yeah, yeah, I'm very nervous about this whole series. That's I'm just uh, you, if I stay silent the entire time, Not it's because happen. I am um, attempting to. Uh, There's no chance of that. Be uh, neutral and uh, accommodating to all faiths and all <laughs> all beliefs and pliable. You ever heard of pliable in uh, uh-huh. Pilgrim's Progress? Yeah, yeah, that's me. Yeah. That's me right now. You're pliable. pliable now. I could be anything. To not not many believers would concede to that, Michael. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, a lot of believers would. And most believers I meet are pliable. You know, okay. oh, yeah. I look at him and I say. This is pliable. He's my favorite character in Pilgrim's Progress because I thought that's where he got the, you know, uh, he, he really had his finger on the pulse of humanity. And I think that's the way we are sometimes whenever we're talking about this. And I, I use myself as a kind of an illustration and joke around, but this is hard stuff. You know, whenever you're talking, whenever you're, whenever you're moving from the objective truths and entering it into the culture, that is where it's hard, not because it's hard to figure out what's right and what's wrong in the culture, but because we're just we, we live in such an emotionally charged culture, and I mean I, I usually don't say this because I don't think, and maybe we'll talk about this more later. I don't think we're living in a worse world than we've ever lived in before. You know, I don't think you know we've gotten to the point where you know we, Jesus has to come back because we can't take one more step in the evil direction or the darkness. But um, I do feel like just we live in a time, at least right now, to where it's just a char- it, it's almost a scary feeling. It's almost like there's something getting ready to happen in our culture major between just two extreme sides. And I don't want to label the sides, you know, right now as, as one thing or another, but there's just two sides out there. And they really, uh, not only do they not like each other, but the, the way in which the conversation takes place, it's just it, it, we're getting further and further and further away. And, yeah. and, and in some ways... One of the things that I thought right whenever y'all were talking beforehand about some of the stuff we were going to discuss, I thought, I thought, is is stupidity a essential component to humanity? Because so yes. much of what you see out there is just 
Well, it's so no, stupid. I, I, I'd say uh, willful stupidity is a component of humanity. I don't think people are stupid. Well, that was a rhetorical but, question. Oh, right. sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, it just feels like it out there sometimes. It's just the stuff we're going to be talking about here today. What are we talking about specific in, in this? Well, right now, a cultural hot topic, as you would say, is um, is abortion. So that that's what we're going to have because it just seems to be ubiquitous. And that's know, exactly what I'm talking about. Speaking, well, of, speaking of people being polarized on two sides yeah. and speaking of a lot of stupidity. Yeah. Abortion. Yeah. Exactly. Let's talk about it. Well, um, it, who, who wants to introduce the topic? Who wants to kind of dig right in and just try to figure out how are we going to navigate this? What's our roadmap? What does it look like? Clint. Okay. You look surprised. What? Huh? Who, where am I? <laughs> no, we talk about this a lot anyway, just among ourselves, just in casual conversation. Well, you, you talk about it a lot at school, too. Don't yeah. you have to deal with it in, in mm-hmm. the university setting? And what's yeah. it feel like there? You're not, you're, you're not going to teach an ethics class, for example, and, and avoid it. Unless you're one um, instructor I heard about a couple of years ago. I heard about this anecdotally. I don't know if it's true, but a student said that there was somebody teaching at the same school I was teaching at at the time. Who uh, a lady who was teaching an ethics class, the same one that I was, and they said, "Oh, they said um, they had taken it with her, and they had dropped out or whatever. Yeah, they didn't flunk or something. They said they're retaking it. They said, well, we didn't talk, we didn't talk about abortion in that one, even though it was even in the book. In an ethics class. Yeah, yeah. And I said, I said, how in the world did you not talk about it? And the person said, well, um, the instructor said that she felt like it was just too emotional a subject." So even though it was in the book, we just weren't going to go there. Hmm. And I thought to myself, hmm. and I probably said it out loud, are you, are you putting me on in a... I understand that that is sometimes how we think in everyday um, discussions in your workplace, um, out in public, at the water cooler, You're wherever. You're more reticent yeah. about those well, things. I want to for talk re- about for that. Re- for pro- Makes people you know, mad. Con- context. But, but in a college classroom setting in a in a course called ethics when essays on abortion are actually even in the textbook you still feel like you can't Skirt talk it. about it because hmm. it's, people are going to get too upset that that's that that is as sad a thing as you as i can imagine hmm. and and it's an indicator to me as to why this public conversation about this is in the shape it's in you know, Michael said there's a lot of stupid going around. Yeah, what do you expect? If you if we neglect to talk about this in an intelligent way, and if people who are competent to talk about it or should be able to kind of, you know, guide the discussion in a reasonable way, just opt out and punt and won't talk about it, what are we left with? Well, we're left with all the worst examples. We're left this will devolve to the level of tweet versus tweet, and then we're really in big trouble. So I guess it shouldn't surprise us that it's come to this. Well, we're we're in a perfect storm right now. I mean, we've got we've got the Supreme Court justices. What's going on with them? We got the president. Who? God, I mean, whoever thought that would have happened? <laughs> but you you've got all this perfect storm going on to where, okay, it's 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 time. And I think a lot of us who've been waiting for a long time and almost kind of felt like maybe it'll never be this time, feel like it's time. You know, it's it, here, here we go. And uh, the other side feels it too. You know, I mean, obviously those who are are um, uh, for abortion, for women's rights, 
they're seeing this and there's a panic going on. There's almost a panic going on on one side and then another side, just kind of this excitement that is, okay, now let's do what we've been wanting to do for so long because we have an environment now, both in our culture, but also in the in the political system to where we can pull some stuff off. And it's just surprising some of the stuff that's going on. To me, it is at mm-hmm. least because it's not surprising that it could happen or it's a perfect storm. It's just, I can't believe it's finally here, you know? You've been waiting. We've been waiting so long, and I, you know, I, I don't want to forecast anything, but I mean, in, in a way, I feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Well, can we kind of set the, the stage as to where it is now? Because I think we could summarize and say, look, you know, ever since we all know there was the Roe v. Wade decision, and that set into into motion the the course of things. Where um, it's not it's not like nobody debated it before that decision, but that decision because it made things legal, and because it was such a big deal and such a hotly debated decision and by the way still is there's still jurists who think it was a terrible decision it should never have happened and there's always the threat of it being overturned and, the, and this well half the population uh, is frightened out of their mind that it, that, that could happen so since then I mean, we grew up hearing about it all the time right there were there it's not like it's new that there would be marches that there would be polarization that people would run for office on the basis of either I'm for it I'm against it uh, but but here in the last um, year, maybe, uh, there's just been this really ratcheting up of the whole thing where, so you had New York passed a, passed a, something that said... It, that was the first thing, right? That was, the, was that the first That's one that the really... one extreme. Yeah. It was Express very extreme speaking. on one side where they yeah. said basically, hey, abortion, anytime, anywhere, for any reason, right up to basically yeah, the, birth. Like because of the health of the mother language sure. was introduced. <laughs> it, it was codified. Yeah. Which is has a very broad because it goes beyond Roe into I can't remember the name of the other case, but that the health that dealt specifically with health of the mother, so that broadens the scope of what could be deemed health of the mother. It's not merely just their physical health and the life of the mother, but it Basically could be financial, blew mental, the doors emotional. It just wide open yeah, for, it blew the bloody doors off for abortion anywhere, right? anytime, so, and that and that moves one side further because. You know, back in the old days where it was kind of like the attitude was, you know, uh, abortion is an unfortunate, difficult decision, and boy, we wish it didn't happen. And safe, legal, and rare. We need to make it safe, legal, and rare so that let's do what we can to, uh, and, and, and and people on, on, the, uh, on, the, on the choice side of things, as they call it, would, were even saying, hey, we will come up with ways that if you do what we say, there will be fewer abortions, mm-hmm. and that's good. But those days are gone. And now on that side, it's basically there's even a there's even a subculture within that movement that says shout 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 your abortion, preach your abortion, you know, celebrate it, hallelujah, put on a bumper sticker, uh, bragged. uh, I've had more abortions than you've had, you know. I I wish I could have, you know. I regret that I but had but one. A uh, baby to abort, you know. Right. <laughs> only I, if I like, if only I regret, yeah. I only have one life well, to one give. One life to give. Right. It's sort of like, uh, you know, and and I've read articles where they're saying abortion is the morally virtuous choice. Abortion will save us. I mean, if you name it, there are, there there's an extreme that now pushes that. Well, now in response to that, what happened in New York? Now some other states said, oh yeah, well we're going to go the other way. Mm-hmm. So. Then well, Alabama, keep in mind Virginia. Famously, Virginia was about to go. That's another thing. It was about to go the, even the further. The Commonwealth than, of Virginia was on the verge of of, of not even par, partial or whatever. That it was after post birth. Remember? Oh That's yeah. That's what Virginia was. The fourth, the old fourth trimester. Yeah, abortion. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> AKA infanticide, yeah. I guess. 
But that was, of course, shot down. They shot but, that down. But the thing is, and then after Then that, Alabama then, responds. And the, well, and they, then Georgia responds. And, 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 and they yeah. say, um, yeah, they say we will outlaw. Abortions. The heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, Do any of these things make any difference right now? I mean, is it well, I, mean, I mean, these are the anything, states doing things, any, but Roe any, v. Wade's still in place. So. Yeah, but the, okay, and here's the thing. It's strategic, which at the end of the day, I'm an abolitionist. I think there should just be a law passed saying all abortion should be abolished totally and not worry about whether or not it's going to hold up against the Supreme Court. Just go ahead and do it. That's that. I'm of that mind. I'm not an incrementalist. I'm not pro-life. I'm an abolitionist, meaning I think it should be abolished totally. Now... So not that that means anything one way or another, but that's just where I stand on it, to be clear. But when we talk about, um, you know, these states doing, you know, sort of these incremental laws that they're passing, and the heartbeat bill is still an incremental law because uh, it's given like that six-week window, but mm -hmm. it's passed. And then now with the Alabama bill passed, Missouri has just passed one um, that is, is – um, really moving towards just completely outlawing it, but um, yeah, but uh, none but, uh, of this uh, stuff uh, takes effect until like any laws that are established by state legislatures now don't really take effect until January 2020. And then um, and then, and then well, it can are, be are argued we, against. I mean, let's go back to Roe v. Wade just for a yes. second because I think some people out there listening. I mean, this is just basically here we go. We're building from the ground well, up. People so many are people. gearing up to, and, to, and to, to take to this, this before but the Supreme the, Court. The, the Roe v. Wade is not as clear as a lot of people think, right? And this is part of the reason well, it's why intentionally, we can do some of this. Well, it's intentionally vague. Yeah. I believe it was worded intent. Don't you? Would you say it's a, it's just very people have long criticized how they came to that decision because obviously the in the Constitution you would have nothing yeah. that would defend that sort of thing. But they 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 sort of put it under a different umbrella. They said it had to do with uh, like a woman's right to privacy. Isn't yeah, that kind yeah, of where they got that Amendment idea? Is and what they it came down and to then it. they said, well, you I know, um, the Constitution has these kind of like sort of echoes and they sort of had to creatively and almost a postmodern reading of that text derive this kind of a right and what's what's the famous phrase they always that one of the that the um the majority opinion that ended up saying this is uh that found in favor of legalizing it said something like well the constitution has these emanations or emendate or like these emanations almost sounds neoplatonic like uh <laughs> like it's not in the wording, obviously. You would yeah, never yeah. find it there. But, but it's in the particular. Emendations yeah. and penumbras or some kind of phrase that people often make fun of, sort of like, yeah, if we're going to be that postmodern about how we read the Constitution, well, we might find all kinds of emanations uh, and vibes coming off of it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, I hear a certain music behind the scenes in the Constitution that might allow... Well, I think the important thing, though, for all this isn't even the legal and political strategy and all that. But we're here talking about the minds of people and the opinions of people and how um, what has happened because of the when the the political world does a thing, then ripple effects go out. Sure. And suddenly everyone takes to Twitter and whatever. And now you know, and the emotions like it's it's not like the old tsunami thing. An er a little earthquake happens underground, and next thing you know, a tidal wave uh, destroys an island. So whenever a state does a thing like Alabama did or like New York did, then just wait for it because the ocean of opinion surges. And so now it's a nasty and ugly thing. And one of the things I think, um, you know, I think we'll probably have time to talk through the different 
arguments. I mean, you know, they're, they're old, we'll but we, you got you got you got to work to. your way through them and think through it. But I, I well, there's I, been a lot of advancements since then as well. I mean, at least yeah, the science and understanding of, of what's going on, what's you know, going with, on with, the, with the baby earliest and, stages yeah. of development. Sure, but can I I I agree with them. There, there's a guy. Can I, if I can read this, I think that we're, where we're at is more like emotional than it is. Rational. I don't know where how you how you do this, but somebody wrote this, and I, I like how he put this. This was in a thing he wrote in the, uh, the public discourse, whatever that is. And he says, he says it is indeed important to study pro-abortion argument, as a newspaper headline recently put it. But it is even more important to consider why studying those arguments and refuting them has not worked, for we have studied them and refuted them is what he says we we have all the arguments and evidence on our side we have known for well over a century that the conceptus is human in kind alive self-organizing and human we have known that it is not a part of the mother but an independent life relying on the mother for shelter and nourishment we have known that it is not a parasite like a tapeworm we've known that it's not an invader like judith Jarvis Thompson's absurd violinist with the kidney trouble who takes you by force and compels your own kidneys to flow. We have known that viability, you know, he goes through all this stuff and he says, look, we, we've known this for a long time. The arguments, the issue is he says some people are moved by the force of logic and science. Others are moved by the charity that some blah, blah, blah. But he says there's something else going on here. Like, in other words, we can and should go through those arguments. We should, we should always work our way carefully through everything. But when you get to the end of that, you still, frankly, have this surge of opinion and emotion that that I think we will we will ha we can't deny what else abortion is about, which most people just gloss over and don't deal with, and that is it's a big it's it's a linchpin it's a it's a fundamental part of now the lifestyles of people, ever since the sexual revolution in the '60s and all that that now people feel like they can't live without it because it's such it's such a vital part of living the lives people live now in terms of their their sexual freedom yeah that they need it which is why when you threaten to when you threaten that it won't be there uh, some people lose their minds and act almost as if um, the Nazis are marching, <laughs> tanks are rolling down their yeah. street to take them in custody, Handmaid's Tale style, just because you now aren't allowed. So killing uh, your baby in utero is now something that is almost like f the freedom of speech, where it's they'll call it a human right, a fundamental human right. You know, it, that's how important it is. Well, doesn't the majority of the rest of the world as well? I mean, aren't they on the... the they're, they're not against abortion the majority of the world unless you're in, in i mean and here here's what they may say you know only in the middle eastern countries and the people that are you know that are oppressive draconian laws that yeah yeah that, but, but the rest of the civilized world right floating around and, and it's just it's just this kind of whatever whatever they're doing across the sea and whatever they they believe there well, it, uh, in fact recently the world health organization is like i guess they came to issued whatever um like their concerns, their chief concerns, and it includes transgender health and uh, reproductive rights, hmm. which is that should automatically give you an indication of where they're landing on both of those issues. Right. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, 
there's so much to talk about on this. Like just the notion of reproductive rights, that no one's being the, the, denied the right to reproduce. Are they? <laughs> right. No. The, after, a, after a child is conceived, reproduction's already happened. Now we're just talking about birth. It's a different, you know, it, it, reproducing is the glint in your eye. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe every too many glasses of wine. Right. In, no one's restricting that. <laughs> it's funny the, if you... The physical activity Somebody did a study of the, of the response tweets after the Alabama thing was announced, and the number of time reproductive rights, rights or reproductive was used, it was like, you know... It was, there's the hundreds of thousands sort of like yeah. this is the knee-jerk response is to say oh no they won't let us reproduce but like I said that's because they associate the right to abort a baby they associate it so directly yeah. with your right to even live that if you take that away it's like you're saying uh, you no longer can even go out in public now because yeah. who knows at every turn a baby's gonna invade your womb like yeah. you, you turn a corner and suddenly there's an alien baby in your womb I mean, right. how this happens I don't know but <laughs> But it's like, well, it's I like, mean, when rights, whatever they're taken <laughs> away, that's whenever people go into a panic, and that's what they see it as. I mean, I, I, I can't think of anything in the past, you know, uh, recent past where a right has been taken away that is that people have really fought for, and and that it's actually been overturned. But I mean, the the last time this did happen was with slavery. You well, know, like, I mean, the right to have a slave, the the right to be a slave owner, the right to you know, have uh, endangered servanthood. And it's no, and this isn't a refutation of abortion arguments, but it is just, I think it's good rhetoric to, to compare the two. Pretty much word for word, any argument that was made in favor of slavery, word for word, is made in favor of abortion. Yeah. It's not a person, it's my property, my choice, the economic effects could be devastating, for yeah. the individual slave you'll, you'll owner, ruin or the, the South. you'll ruin I mean, the you'll South economically. The you'll ruin the individuals' lives but, but, of people but, but who it, the same exact. But think of it, and I, I know we're uh, you, you're you're maybe um, wanting to preface a lot of this with a uh, with uh, with some of the stuff about being careful with the comparison. But I mean, uh, with the what? With being careful with the comparison. Oh yeah. But but at the same time, I mean, look what had to happen in order for this change a war. to occur. A yeah. war, baby. I mean, and that's, that's as I said at the very beginning, the charge that I feel right now that's going on and the passions that are involved are not, there's not a, there's not this coming to an understanding. I mean, obviously we're not going to say come to an understanding. There's say, oh, not, wait, you know, there is not going to be understanding yeah, I mean, on this where does at it, this Where point. does it turn unless, I mean, even, even if it does, I mean, what, what are we going to have if, if you have the the supreme courts come in and favor in a different direction and support life and and no abortion is is abolished at least in the laws i mean we gotta be prepared for something right i mean the, the, that's that's coming either way well i mean, I mean that's not what this well, is i don't about. know how prepared because most people that are in favor of abolishing abortion are are armed so yes, true, and, true. and so I mean it's well, going to be a saying, pretty I'm quick war. Thought-wise, as as believers, as Christians, what is coming? Uh, it, it's so you don't get caught up. Well, how did this happen? How did the country really go apart? I mean, I know we've always kind of been apart, and there's always been you know Republicans and Democrats. But now look at it. We mm -hmm. have got an absolute separation, hatred. You walk down the street, and you're gonna be identified one way or the other because that is. That's where this is going. I mean, it's going to be, where do you stand on this? And then it's going to be a dangerous type of situation until 
until it, it gets taken care of. And it, it, I think there's going to be some hard stuff. I'm not saying bloodshed. I'm not saying war. I no, don't know. I know. I but, mean, uh, I, war of I, I was just joking. No, Incidentally, no, no. I, no, it's true. It's any true thought, you, you know, thought, I, I didn't look at that. Uh, what is it? A, a speech crime or a thought crime or a face it's crime? It's an incitement to I, violence. I, I, I want to be sure that I'm very clear that was a joke about most people being in favor of, yeah, or well, armed. Well, no, I mean, your point was well taken. We war for something that was so extremely important back then. But this is so much more so. So much more so, right? Well, when people are that, when people are so well, entrenched, it, they can't even hear dealing, the other side. Well, when you're dealing too with, at the end of the day, with slavery, um, they people were being owned. Yeah, and that's despicable. That is disgusting to to relegate a human being, incidentally, to less than human, which is what has to be done. But it, it, but this is exponentially worse because not only. Are these people being relegated to being to subhuman status, non-person status? They're being killed. Defenseless. Defenseless, well, innocent. They're being the most killed. Philosophically, the, the one leads to the other. I mean, anytime you you anytime you want to kill any group of people, just call that group Group X. Whether it's uh, the minority group in your in the country, whether. Whether you're the Hutus and they're the Tutsis, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, whether they're the, the they're European Jews of the of the 20s, whatever they are, if you if you want to eradicate them and kill them in you a systematic way, you have to relegate way, them. Yeah. You, your philosophical step one is I've got to I've got to flunk them out of the human category, mm-hmm. and once I get them out of that category, uh, now they're yeah. now we can Sky's do it the limit as we need. on what despicable okay, acts well, can well, be going, going committed back to his quote, on them. Going back to your quote earlier, I mean, basically what I heard you say was. We did. We we won all the arguments in a way, but we didn't win, right? I mean, we, we we had it all. We had all the answers, and they were great answers, and they get better all the time. But nothing's changing. And so here, here's the thing that I uh, you know ask is okay, then what? I mean, because because this is this is all we got, isn't it? I mean, just to, yeah. just to make the arguments and hope. Because I I sit there, and you know, there's sometimes whenever I'm at whenever I'm at church or whenever I'm uh, with with uh, certain people and I, I hear some type of message and I'm like, I'm so excited because I'm like, how can you not be convinced by this? You know, it's it maybe the gospel message or maybe something, of course, for, you know, Calvinism. I'm just like, how can you not be convinced by this? That was kind of a joke, but not really. But, <laughs> but I, I just think this is so persuasive. Whenever I hear people talking about, um, you know, uh, uh, pro-life people and, and they're very strong in their pro-life stance, and I'm like, how can somebody who has listened to this not be convinced? And then I say, okay, it's all the right arguments. They're not convinced, and they're not going to be in the, for in this direction. What do we have? What, what's our what's our alternative map in this? Or do we have any other map? Is it just going to be hoping that we get to the to the Supreme Court and it gets abolished, and then everything settles down? Throat punches are effective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Towards Again, John, joke, John joke, Wick. joking. I only telling jokes. <laughs> you like jokes? But does yeah. he, does he offer anything? Set. Does he say anything that, okay, this is the way we need to go about it instead? Yeah, well, in the, in the particular gentleman who wrote that particular article. Um, well, incidentally, I, who I, was it who wrote it? Who wrote this thing? This is some guy called uh, Anthony Esselin. I, I'm okay. not exactly sure who he is. Is he called Anthony Esselin or is that his name? That's his, uh, perhaps his alias. This dude here is a fellow and writer in residence at the St. Thomas More College of Liberal Arts. So I'm guessing a Roman Catholic uh, brother right here. This guy, I don't know him, 
But but in the end, I don't, I don't think um, I, I liked how he set it up because I thought I feel that way a lot of the time, like what you were saying that the arguments seem clear, but it's not about the arguments. I don't I don't uh, I didn't lead on I didn't move on to much of his conclusion because frankly I didn't I didn't think it was all that uh, promising <laughs> because um, I think what, like, what he basically oh, well. does is what he basically does is say boy that really stinks and then he goes back to the arguments yeah, yeah. because and, and now I sympathize with him because that's what I tend to do yeah uh, because look we've said how many times have we said this over over all the uh, episodes we've done as we talk about these things. That's part of why we're here. That's part of what we consider our whole calling and purpose here is you've, you've, you can never leave behind the, the, the truth. You can never say, well, the truth didn't work, so we don't care about that anymore. Right. Uh, I mean, it's, there's always the logic of the situation. There's always authority that, from which you argue, but there's, that never changes. What I think can change and what I think can be cultivated more is the rhetoric part of it, if we're just doing the classical categories here. Yeah. Yes. Because the rhetoric has to do with how do you say it? The delivery. Um, what's the delivery? What's the style? What 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 will uh, maybe connect with people more? Because it's like Michael said a second ago. Well, once people listen to us and decide, but that's step one. Will they even listen? And to, in our culture today, a lot of people won't even they're hear not, it. They're shutting down because uh, they automatically. If you were yeah. to invite somebody to some in some settings who will represent that side, the people protest and say, we do not want to hear that side. If you start talking to some people about that side, about the pro-life side, I mean, yeah. and you, you were to say. Let me present to you some reasons why I why I stand on this side of it. You're not you you know three well, sentences let me, in. Let me, let me stop so right there because we're, we're out of time. But but having said that, I, I think that's a good thing at least for my question is is to start with okay if we're gonna if we're gonna start having some type of effect you know well, what's the what's the roadmap? But also I, I'd like to talk about. Because I don't think people are stupid. I started that way, you know. I said, it's I know you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I think people that are smart, rhetoric. and that's part of the, my confusion is people are smart. Yeah. And so I'm trying to understand where they're coming from, where the other side is coming from. Get in their mindset somehow, and I don't know if you guys can help me get in that yeah. mindset so that I can effectively, you know, talk to you guys, talk to our audience out there because I need to understand this better in order for me to you know, you know the same thing we do with theology i want to understand the other side i want to i want to be able to see it and argue it just as if uh, uh you know so that they would approve i don't want to misrepresent but at the same time um i'm still confused right now i feel like i've done it but i, I want to talk next week about that if that's okay word all right theology 